from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine, and everything in between, this is Legends Look Back. Long story short, we've been watching the original trilogy around the house. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we rolled right from watching The Empire Strikes Back into watching Return of the Jedi with my kids. My four-year-old really soaking this in. She's seen it before. It was a long time ago. She's really enjoying it. And my wife said, oh, wait till we get to the Ewoks. She's really going to love the Ewoks. And so I turn on the movie. Bam, 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 you know, the Star Wars comes on the crawl. I turn to her and I say, I hope you're ready for the cuteness. You're not going to be able to handle the cuteness. And then she looked at me terrified and said, what if I can't handle the cuteness? Oh, man. <laughs> she that could. Is... We all survived, except for that Vader, is... you know, yeah. the Emperor. But uh, most of us survived. It's a wonderful, thrilling experience. Um, highly recommend it. If you have kids, find find the time to watch the original trilogy. It's it's just, uh, there's nothing like it. And then give yourself a couple of years till they forget the original trilogy. Watch it again. Reroll it. Hmm. It is wonderful. You know what else is wonderful? This episode of Legends Look Back that we've got planned. So without further ado, let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Legends Look Back. This is a show that is proudly part of the Utini Podcast Network, a Star Wars books podcast for people whose pets are named Bebop and Rocksteady and Tycho and Dash Rindar and what's the name of my dog? Kyle Katarn. Yeah, there we go, <laughs> where we celebrate our rich EU history, as well as dive into lesser-known Star Wars classics. I'm your host, Jared Mays, and I'm joined by my legendary co-hosts, Emily Daybeck. How are you, Emily? Well, it's a fun night over here. I have a baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that um, you do. Here's Darth Tumnus. Um, <laughs> I heard him crying his... during our technical difficulties <laughs> and went to grab him, and now here we're stuck, and he just doesn't know what's going on. So um, I'm going to... I'm going to pull I off for would just like a to few. see the baby. <laughs> that's like fine. Yeah, that's right. We all got to see the baby. Big, big Finally. Eyes. Here he is. Yeah. <laughs> the face he made at you a second ago when you held him up was the face <laughs> that everybody makes at me every time I mention naked palps. Oh. <laughs> Thumbnail. Um, there it is. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, do what you got to do. Very we'll sad. come back. I'll be right back. We'll talk all about the Knights of the Old Republic 2 announcement. I'll do it with my good friend, our producer, Rick Race. Yes, I I am a great producer who does incredible <laughs> things with the buttons and the levers and the whoop-de-boop. So, yeah, having fun over here. Wow. Everything's fine here. We're fine. How how are you? <laughs> Made it through 100 episodes <laughs> yeah. just in time for <laughs> total technical difficulties. But um, you know what? It comes with the territory. Very doing well, man. Doing doing great. Doing great. Uh, had uh, Star Wars books come in the mail the other day. Nice. And uh, as they were Legends books, which is very fun. Got the next wave of Essential Legends collections in the mail. Ooh. We've got uh, one of my very favorite books. Right now I'm proclaiming it, Sweeping Declaration, my favorite Legends book. Uh, Darth Maul, Shadow Hunter, deep in the middle of the audiobook on this. And, oh, it's fantastic. Sam Witwer, oh, that audiobook. Yeah, and let's do it's, it right now. I hope you're listening to the show, Rick. We've got well, a job yeah, to do here, okay? okay. Give the people what they want. And Darth Maul, Shadowhunter, is um, great. That one came in. We've got Death Troopers. These are skinnier. we got some skinnier Essential Legends collection books. Um, we've got, especially with the fall, you know, hey, we've already got the Halloween decorations up in Hobby Lobby. 
So um, I discovered that today when I went, and I'll show you. I got something there, Star Warsy. They've got some real Star Wars crap at Hobby Lobby, and I do mean that affectionately. And uh, excuse me for the you know the harsh language there, but um, <laughs> some absolute junk, and it's wonderful, and I'm yeah. so excited to show it off. So, and thirdly, we've got uh, Isard. Yeah, that's right. The what is this one? The Kratos uh, strap. Yep, that's the there one. it is. It's like her face is so moody you can't even see it on camera. Anyway, yeah. another wave Legends books. Happy to finally have these in my collection. As soon as the show's over, I'm going to have to scoot all the books around and figure out how to get these on the shelf and fit them in right with the others because I've got, what, what do you have, 13 Central Legends collection books now, 15? I have lost. I, I need to catch up, actually. I'm behind. It's about half a shelf. You got anything new? Uh, I do. Let me. I'm messing with stuff as you've been talking, and so I think I'm. My camera's upside down right now, so. <laughs> That's fine. I'll show off my next thing the Hobby Lobby. Got? I got something. And it's silly. It is, in fact, one of the stupidest things I've ever purchased. And I hate Star Wars novelty items, but I really love this one. So this is a Chewbacca drink koozie. I got that a Chewbacca awesome. koozie, and it's so insanely soft. It just feels good in my hand. Ugh. You know what's funny about this? And I don't know if they made a big deal about this in canon, but in Legends, Chewbacca... There's like a big deal about the Wookiees and clothes. You know about this? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a big hang-up. Like, the Wookiees don't wear clothes. They get one thing, right? You get, like, one clothing item. Yeah. There's a plot point in one of the Young Jedi Knights books about Lobaka going to get his belt. And it's, like, a big deal. He's going to go down to the underlevels and get his belt. And it's, like, you get the one item of clothing, and that's it. Yeah. Chewie's got his bandolier. Bandolier, thank you, yes. As does my... So <laughs> nice. That's pretty exciting. Is so, it a Hobby Lobby exclusive? Wes says, I don't know, but it was six bucks. And I was very proud of that. That's not bad. That's not bad. I think it's the most I've ever paid for a koozie, which outdoes the previous price of free. I've always mm-hmm. gotten them for free. <laughs> yeah. I think I've been gifted like a R2 D2 and a 3PO koozie, but they weren't they weren't pelted. Uh, were any Wookiees harmed yeah. in the making? Of <laughs> no your... Wookiees okay. were harmed in the making of this drink. <laughs> Man, that's an important important thing to ask. However, uh, we had a bit of a bit of a dispute over the number of credits I was going to be paying for some little chalkboards that I was buying at Hobby Lobby, oh, and wow. I had three identical chalkboards, but one of them was a different price, and I was like, they're literally, uh-huh. literally identical. And she was like, no, this one says it's six nine nine. These others say they're twelve nine nine. I was like, they're literally identical. And I was starting to get a little sweaty. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't yelling, but I was close. I was Mm -hmm. close. And a manager came over, and she was like, give them to him for $6.99. I was like, thank you. Thank you. And I wasn't going to get aggressive, for the record. But I definitely would have, like, vented to my wife about it when I got home. No, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, insistent and all that. I totally get it. You know that I, I haggle with Walmart, like, cashiers? Um, you totally would. The one time I went shopping with you, you haggled, and I was so embarrassed I left the store. Uh, yeah. So because, like, seriously, like if if you, you use their app and if you scan something and it's cheaper on the app, you can show them that as long as you're set to that store that you're in. Okay. And they'll give it to you for cheaper. They'll give it to you whatever whatever's the cheapest price. And so you have to check the app because, like, I'm talking Star Wars stuff. No. They price different. You have my attention. Yeah. That they price differently 
you know, in the store from outside the store or, you know, okay. online and, and the store. So speaking of which, you want to see I'm what interested. I got? Yeah, for sure. And I'm pretty sure I totally did price check all of these because I was really worried what the price was going to be. All right. This is warming my 90s kid heart, okay? I was... Stretch Armstrong. No? 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 I had a bunch of micro Earthworm machines. Earthworm Jim. Micro okay, machines. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've actually got some around me. I can't see on my top shelf. Because like, they're so a... tiny. Well, yeah, I mean, but they're like the big ones. So like, I have like the Death Star, Millennium Falcon... Um, I've got Vader's damaged uh, advanced tie or tie advanced. Um, anyway, so that was the '90s micro machines. Bruce burnt carpus, carcass. I said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tried to make a joke and I failed. <laughs> um, I don't know what happened to the, to the company Micro Machines, but recently these um, what are they calling them? <clears throat> um, micro Galaxy Squadrons. I'll have allow been it. Been released. All right. They're ships, and I love ships. I've been collecting like black figure, black series figures, and those are cool. But I'm about to sell all my figures and buy more ships because I love ships. So yeah, I see the black the black series behind you. They all look really good on the shelf. Thank you. I need to probably open them or something if I'm allowed. But so Tie Fighter, they got one of those, and I was like, oh cool. Then they have um, Vader's Tie Advanced, which here's that's my favorite Legends ship. Or, the one, it's, look, I guess, original trilogy ship. Here's yeah. one from my childhood, the damaged one. Like they're like oh. the same size and everything. Like it is. Is so it damaged cool. because Han Solo uh-huh. messed it up, or uh-huh. is it damaged because you no did a sit on it? Nah, it's intentionally. Okay. It's got like plastic little burns. Like this is part of the design. And, nice. Uh, like I, I'm pretty sure these are like the same molds that they're making these toys again. So I'm super excited about that. And I went a little crazy. And also bought um, uh, Luke Skywalker X-wing. Um, pretty sick. I love. I love these. I'm so excited. And uh, how many of these do you have? You got like a Mary Poppins purse down there. <clears throat> then we got uh, who's this? Yeah, Obi Wan's Jedi Starfighter. Um, and I love that. It shit. has it has pictures of his hyperspace ring, but I didn't see it in here. I was like, oh, I guess you have to buy it separately. Then I got home. It's on the bottom of the box. And the, what? And so I was like, I got the hyperspace ring. I was That's so cool. Yeah. Man, I and love then, that. But wait, there's more. Asajj's um, Gen- Genevex Starfighter, whatever that. I never knew it had a name. It's it's all collapsed, but it's there. And then cool. this bad boy was there the other day. I'm not allowed to get on this aisle anymore. But <laughs> No, um, no, you definitely are not. <laughs> Boba Fett's, you know, oh, what are they cool. calling it? It's Slave One, but... Boba Fett's starship, you yeah. know? Fire and, spray. Yeah, fire spray 31, whatever. But yeah, so I am so excited about this new line of figures that are cool. coming out. So it's yeah. pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, and uh, micro, what are they called? Micro Advanced Starfighter? Micro Galaxy something. If but you'd yeah. like to sponsor Legends Look Back, That's we right. may or may not be interested. <laughs> I would be happy to show off your, your, your products. That's right, that's right. Those are cool. Hey, uh, Freddie and I found... Shadows of the Empire micro machines at Ooh. Celebration. Oh yeah, yeah, tiny, 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 tiny Shizor, but a lot of pheromones. I can say oh, that yes. much. A lot of pheromones. So, um, very cool. Whenever Emily's back, we can see if she's got any new uh, Star Wars editions. In the meantime, 
let's talk about something that's going to be hitting the shelves soon. In fact, it goes on sale for pre-order tomorrow in our segment we like to call Legends Lookout. I wish it could like sound we, effects we really one of these do. days. One of these days. And uh, that is, this was announced just a couple weeks ago. It goes up on sale for pre-order tomorrow. I've got a pretty hefty collection of these at this point. These are not cheap, especially when they do the Master Edition. And that is... From limited run, the Knights of the Old Republic 2. Knights of the Old Republic 2, Lords of the Sith. What is the name? The Sith Lords Master Edition. Mm. That is a ridiculously long title. Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic 2, the Sith Lords Limited Run Master Edition. (laughs) Yes. They're like a breath halfway through. Yeah. uh, Just like with the video game. It's an expansively long video game. This thing... The Master Edition, this is a dream come true. Um, and uh, thank you out there, whoever that was, for that uh, that follow. Saw the little little thing twirl, but it was in the colors that I could not read. So we <laughs> see you halfway, and we appreciate you. Um, this is very, very cool. Let's talk about all the things that are included in this. Can you read it, Rick? Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully this is assumed, but you do have a physical copy of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords for Nintendo Switch. There is a premium collector's edition box, maybe addiction Addiction. 2. It's it's unknown. Uh, A master edition collector's box. The throwback case that holds uh, the Switch case. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords Steelbook. A reversible 18 by 24 posters. Those always troubled me because you, you never know which, which side you're going to put up. It's just, you know, it's, it's a fight. Then uh, character concept art cards, Korriban uh, concept art lithographs. Uh, all right. What's the droid name? Go to. Oh, go to. I was, I was afraid that if I had just said that, I'd be like, shot. So I should have just gone with it. Go to. It's a pun. Enamel yeah. pin. Oh, okay, good. Uh, commemorative coin, a three inch, or three foot. No, that's three, three inch Darth Nihilus miniature <laughs> hilt replica. Very important um, distinction. <laughs> yes, that, definitely. Uh, premium foil hardcover strategy guide, uh, a Pazak playing mat, uh, a player two Pazak deck. And a certificate of addiction, authenticity. Just kidding. Uh, and so, like Jared said, pre-orders go on sale tomorrow. I've got I've got quite a few of these. I've got the Nice Old Republic one on pre-order. Should be coming out pretty soon. They, you know, they're not the most essential items to have. However, I have such a strong love for these these two games in particular. I didn't end up getting the one for the Force Unleashed. I couldn't afford mm. it at the time. They're not. They're not cheap. They're not cheap at all. Yeah. Um, however, I am going to be picking this one up, and uh, please, nobody tell my wife, and um, <laughs> she'll find out. She'll definitely find out. But um, three things about this one that I especially love. One, that poster maybe is the coolest piece of Legends merch to come out in a long time. Mm. That poster, it's based off of, like the original Tom Young. Star Wars poster. I'm talking about the one where Leia's got the slit up her dress that goes up to her neck. Um, the you know what I'm talking about the in the, like Buff Luke's got the lightsaber up above mm-hmm. his head. Darth yeah. Vader's head's in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so this is in that style, but it's got Nihilus's head in the background. It's got uh, the Exile and and um, the oh what's her name that one oh, of the yeah. bounty the bounty hunter the green reptile the. Uh, Dress. 
not coming to me. Anyway, it's got all these great details. Mira, thank you. Justin, appreciate that in the chat. I blanked on it. I was replaying the game recently until I found out the restored content isn't going to come out for a little while, so I stopped. And... All right, mm. number two. This has a Star Wars book included. Therefore, it's essential mm. for Legends hey. fans to collect. Oof. You put me in a, in a bind here, Jared. Yeah. And I had a third thing to say, and I've forgotten it. So for my number three, I'm just going to say it's a great game. It's mm. just a great game. Have either of you, you're both you're both silent like you've never played Kotor two. I can see it in your eyes. Neither of you have ever played this I masterpiece. Kotor one. Give me a break. <laughs> I bet I'm, you're still stuck on, on Terrace, aren't you? Leave me alone. <laughs> well, I'm excited excited for this, and uh, see based on the chat that a lot of our folks are as well. That pre order is going to be up through October second, so you've got about a month and a half to stockpile two hundred dollars. <laughs> Hundred seventy four, if you want to, to to grab a copy of this. Uh, what else do we have? We've got uh, a new hardcover. Uh, how do you one up that news? Only with this. There's only yeah. one piece of news in the entire world that could one up that, and it's this. Emily, tell the good folks what was just revealed a few days ago. Skip the Bane thing. We'll come back to it. Um, the, the yeah, here it is. The 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 omnibus. Okay, the New Republic omnibus volume two. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Dark Empire and. Thrawn Trilogy comics bound together in one omnibus. It's like the only thing you need to buy all year. That's it. Two covers by this, Dave Dorman. N- not just the only thing you need to buy, but like. <laughs> I think so. I could As legitimately. Seal of approval that this is it. Mm. I thought about I thought mm. about this this week, Emily. I thought to myself, I could potentially see myself selling my entire collection and only keeping this. One book. I won't do it. But, like, theoretically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you are new to Legends, start here. If you I want mean, it's... to simplify your collection, you know, buy this book, get rid of the other two. I don't know. Is it, is it an All advantage? Right, so... I'm not sure. You decide for yourself. How how do these? I've never bought an omni, omnibus. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm new to omnibuy. There we go. Okay. Yep. So, do you have to pre-order it to guarantee you're going to get one, or are they going to be around once they come out? The thing you need to know about Omna Business is this. <laughs> They'll be around for a little while, but then it seems to me that then they become hard to find. And I could be wrong. This is still new. They, they only, they've only been out for, I guess, two years at this point. Um, I have found many copies of, of these on my local comic book store shelves. They've had some of the big hardcover Omna Buy, however, cheaper if you pre-order. I know that with the uh, the Marvel Epic Collections paperback ones, that the the most highly sought after ones like Legacy, for example, or the Thrawn trilogy, Dark Empire, all of those gone very quickly yeah. and then very expensive. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm so I've wondered. This one has two stories, the you know the Thrawn trilogy and the Giant Dark Empire, that have both sold out very quickly and have gone very high on the aftermarket with the the Marvel Epic Collections. I wonder okay. how expensive is this thing going to get, and should I stockpile uh, Mount Tantus full of them? Mm. Love I it. probably won't, but I think I will pick up both covers because I really do, really love these. That we'll show up to art another week. We don't have a ton of time. We got to move on. Um, but the, the both covers are from Dark Empire. Ugh. My one complaint would have been I would have liked one Dark Empire cover. And then one Thrawn trilogy cover. I would have liked sleeveless Luke with the wrong color lightsaber. You know, that's such a great, yeah. such a great cover. 
But hey, no complaints because we do have naked palps on the cover of one of these, and I'm not kidding. Yeah. The, yeah, <laughs> the cover of the the one where naked palps is on the cover is the cover. I don't have the image. You know the one where he's all yeah. uh-huh. gooey and slimy. Yeah. Uh huh. That's one of that's actually on the cover of this hundred dollar book. Isn't that? I know. I was looking for it earlier myself, Rick, and I couldn't. Yep. Yep. Didn't it's, pinpoint it. So. It's exciting. <sighs> Definitely. Okay, I mentioned a Bane cover. Uh, Tell us about this, Rick. The uh, the Darth Vader twenty seven. I'm counting it as legends. Um, Darth Vader number twenty seven has a Darth Bane alternate cover. <laughs> so I'm get. I I haven't heard about this. Is this something that's about to be released, or is this like? Uh, yeah, they've okay. been doing these alternate covers, Sith Lord alternate covers for the Darth Vader ongoing oh, canon comic. Oh, okay. So they just nice. did one of that new. Sith Lord, who was in High Republic, but it was only in like one issue. Darth Crawl, or or yeah, that sounds right. Uh, where are the legends show? So, um, poking around in the dark here. So mm-hmm. now we've got one for uh, for Bane. However, here's my complaint. Do we have the cover? Uh, the The deal with this is it's not the Legends Bane. Oh, there's four or five different renditions of Bane you could have gone with. I guess for a canon comic. You can do the canon version of Bane. Yeah. It's not even the curved hilt, which is... Yeah. You know. Eh. Still, to have Darth Bane on a cover of a comic is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I guess we'll take what we get, but... That's right. Well, I'll pick it up, but I won't be happy about it. Hmm. Just kidding. I will be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll definitely talk to the comic book store owner about yeah. all my thoughts. Yes. About this. So, um, one last thing here in Legends Lookout before we move on to a very fun, very exciting main show is this. We do have another wave of Essential Legends collections that have that are out making their rounds about the internet. We don't have covers yet. However, um, released to the uh, some, some bookstores, they now have the information that we've got. Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void. Mm-hmm. Yoda Dark Rendezvous, which I'm very excited about, and Republic Commando Hard Contact, all hitting the shelves with the bigger, better, better covers in uh, April of 2023. April 25th, 2023 is our release date as of now. Uh, wow. Any of these three that you guys are excited for or, or surprised by? Hmm. The only one I recognize is Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void. I don't know anything about Yoda, Dark Rendezvous, or Republic Commando Hard Contact. Maybe a little bit about the last one. Um, oh, these seems like they seem like interesting choices. Um, I'm excited to read them. I kind of like how they're spacing out the re-releases. It kind of helps guide you along a reading journey, which is I think is really fun. Uh, so I'll probably start reading them when they come out. I imagine many people will, but I don't really know much about them. What should we know about them? Oh, and for that very I've, reason, uh, we've been covering them in that order on the show. When they mm-hmm. come out, we just, hey, we tackle them and we read them. And yeah. it, it's been a really good reading order. It really has been. So I haven't had a chance to read any of these three, but they're all on my list <laughs> because they're good. You know, like I guess all of them are on my list. But I've heard that Yoda Dark Rendezvous, I think this week somebody mentioned that. Um, it's arguably one of the best Clone Wars book. Really? Um, that might Not be a hot take. Not just that, Rick. Not just oh, okay. that. It is one of my top ten favorite Star Wars books ever written. Okay. Jared, All right. I feel like so you it that is most books. Listen, I, mean, I love this stuff, and that's why we do the show. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give us our, give us the ten. I want to count. I want to count. I I've got a list. I don't have it in we front of me. We gotta make a list. Uh, we'll do it another episode. We'll have all I've of our got top a list. tens. 
Uh, trust me, I've got a list. I really do. You have a list for The Republic Commando, that's Karen Travis, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, divisive. Some people love it. Some people hate it. That's what I've heard. I, yeah. I, 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 this is the one of the weaker books in the series, in my opinion. Hmm. But I think the series gets to some really good places. Some people don't quite see it that way, which is fine. Uh, they're, they're an interesting spin on the Star Wars universe. I think Yoda Dark Rendezvous finally is going to get its time to shine. I can't wait to hear Yoda in the audiobook for 10 hours. That's going to be Ooh. fantastic. Oh, wow. um, it's going to be... <laughs> a lot of Yoda this is. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to so, say that, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be... A, now I run to do Yoda the voice the rest of the show. But we won't do that. What we will do, what we will do for the rest of the show, is we are going to talk about everything you never knew you needed to know about the expanded universe. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I love it. Everything you never knew you needed to know, but by the time the episode is over, you will then know the things you needed to know, and you'll say, you know what, I did need to know that. Or as Corey said last week, everything you never knew you needed to know and wished you hadn't. I yeah. am so excited for this episode. I feel like this is like the episode I've been wanting the, the entire time I've been on Legends Look Back. And I get a little bit snippet here and there, but I'm very excited about this show. Especially because almost everything has gone wrong up until this point. So, like, bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect episode for right? us to then get into. Wildest and wackiest, and man. Wildest and wackiest. These... All right. So, I will give a bit here, and that is... Um, we will give spoiler warnings if, if we get up to major character deaths. We will give spoiler warnings. There will be a couple of those mentioned on tonight's show. And I also want to say that, uh, hey, some of this is a little silly. We're going to make fun of it a little bit, but it's because we love it. I can't and uh, it's not necessarily essential stuff, but we're going to hit these in two main categories. In-universe wackiness, so things that that happen within the confines of the Legends universe, and then secondly, things that happen behind the scenes that then developed, you know, that became st- the, the Star Wars Legends universe as it is. So how the universe came to be this wacky, wild masterpiece that we call the expanded universe. And with the theme of the other yeah, rule of two that we're going with here, two categories. We also have two special helpers who have helped this episode come to life. And that is a big thank you, first and foremost, to Skuma Joe. We're going to get to more of his picks a little bit later in the episode. I reached out to two particular individuals, and I said, this is your, this is your thing. Like, you guys, th- you, you excel at this unlike any other people on planet Earth, and I need your help. And did they come through in a big, bad way? Skuma Joe, so thank you very much for helping this episode come to life. This could not have happened without him. And then secondly, to our buddy Trevor across the pond, who gave me some great picks, and in fact is here to tell us about them himself. And by that I mean three days ago he recorded this video, and we're going to play it now for you all. So very, very happy to show off these uh, picks from both Trevor and Skuma Joe. So lead us off, Trevor. Can you all hear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, boost it uh, 10% if you can.
Wow. I, I like, what? <laughs> there is, there's so, so many things. Like, yeah. I, Jared, <laughs> help. Yeah. All right. Give me, let's, let's, uh, let's break it down. Let's go systematically one by one through uh-huh. Trevor's picks. Uh-huh. Let's give ourselves two minutes on each one of these. Okay. okay. And, uh, and then we'll come down to our, a uh, couple more in universe picks and then, uh, the behind the scenes picks as well. So, all right. I'll start. Calista first and foremost, me. Callista me. What? What? Yeah. What? Because, like, I'm sorry. So there's a there's a Jedi trapped in a computer, and then she transfers her consciousness into another sentient being, and no one's no one's like concerned with this. And then they date for foul. a while. I'm sorry. This is a, this is totally a Star <laughs> Trek plot. I'm just saying. It's this was like plot. brain dead. All like, right. Uh, I don't know. I'm reading the book right now. Okay. Right now, this is actually the book that I'm on, Planet of Twilight. Um, Twilight. Not to not to be confused with the one with the vampires. Uh, this is the one with the computer Jedi oh girlfriend. All right. Um, the the deal is, I listened to the uh, abridged audiobooks like a dozen times as a kid, so I know the major beats. It's it's ethically dubious. Okay, uh, uh-huh. let's be honest. But. One, Luke had a lot of girlfriends before he had his one true love. Did he, though? Yeah. Oh, hey. Speaking of Trevor and Star Wars Archives, they've got a fantastic episode about Luke's love life. Oh, my gosh. They did at Valentine's Day. So highly recommend. That one's free to the public. Check it out. Star Wars Archives. It it is seriously. I have a question. It is honestly a little peeved that they did it before I could. Um, I mean, I feel like there is room to rediscuss some of these things because I have thoughts. Yeah. One of Luke's girlfriends is named Mary. Of course, Mary, Mary and Luke. Star Wars. Yeah, huh. yeah, that's right. So, okay, um, and then yeah. So the next item, IG eighty eight, in the similar thread, transfers his consciousness yes. into the second Death Star. Rick. Yeah, right. I actually knew about that what? one. Like as of <laughs> last week. <laughs> I, I read this one earlier this year. We uh, we were talking about la- we were, one of the things we were going to talk about last week was our favorite bounty hunter, and I knew Boba Fett was going to be taken off the table pretty quick. So I was like, okay, uh, Dengar, hmm, I don't know, Bosk. Bosk is kind of cool, but the whole Wookie thing, I don't know. All right, IG eighty eight, what do you got going on? So I, I dove into the Wook, and once I got into this part, that like basically he was just a bounty hunter as a cover. For his ultimate plan of like world domination or galaxy galactic dom- domination. galactic domination, and so he used the second Death Star as like his his tool. That was the plan, at least, and then it backfired. But um, but yeah, crazy. Wow. Yeah. Hey, some folks in the chat are already throwing up their uh, their favorite wacky moments and legends. Please throw them at us. We'd love to to hear your ideas. So, um, oh my gosh, with with that story. Rick, you've got to move past the Wook, and you've got to pull out the original source material. Okay, it's in Tales of the Bounty Hunters uh-huh. from the mid '90s, yep. and that that particular story is fantastic. It is, mm. and the way that Trevor describes it is very true. He closes doors, open and closes doors randomly in Palpatine's <laughs> face, just to punk him, and <laughs> Palpatine like shakes his fist up at the camera, and he's like. How dare you? I'm the Emperor of the Galaxy. <laughs> but it's really well written. Um, he he says, uh, 
I think, therefore I am. Like it's this. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the name of the story, isn't it? Ex- it's an existential exploration into droid consciousness and there's sentience. A lot of yeah, there's a lot of that going around. Legend. Well, this, well, this, what do you mean? There's a lot of there's that a lot going of around. Transferring of essence in legends, and uh, oh, okay, yes, very we true. We cover it a lot because um, they there's a lot of it. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know, like Palpatine's all of his. I do, I'm reading Dark Empire, the comics, and like Palpatine is just he's got some interesting. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, trust me, I know, and that's the next week's old cold oh, open. I, I want to hear it. your review of Dark Empire. I, I can't wait. I. I almost bumped it to this week, but if you're not done yet, we'll, we'll oh, hold no, off. I'm done. We'll hold off. I've okay. Again. Good. Next week. All right. And uh, please wear clothes to describe it. All right. Have, have Number three. Read, okay. Hold on. Have you read one and two, or just just one? I think just one. But we can talk about it okay. next week. Uh, yeah, I want to hear more about space measles. Dar- yeah. Space measles. Here we go. In the comic, and somehow I don't remember when this happened, but I was given this for free digitally one time amazon or marvel was like hey you want this comic and i was like no and it's like too bad you've got it like that time apple put u2 on everybody's iphones um this (laughs) uh this comic vader's quest explains why luke got the spot as red five even though he had not done any of his driver's ed and that is he got to fly in in uh, the red squadron for the battle of yavin because the original Red Five had space measles. Yeah. <laughs> got, he got sick. He got COVID. Yeah. Man. Boom. <laughs> it's probably yeah. a vaccine like that. for that. That you know, we won't talk about that. I'll say this: it's it's wacky artwork, but it's a really good story from that what is I remember. An interesting cover. I wonder if they'll re-release it. It's uh, no, it does not age well. Oh, I want to read it. Not now. the best artwork, but I I remember it being a good story. Okay. okay. Uh, Shaggy. Now, I didn't know this, even though I've watched the Gindy series, and I also love the way that Trevor said, Jendi Tatakovsky. Like, he really, he really was trying hard to pronounce this, and it was just a beautiful thing. Thank you, Trevor. All right. Um, do we have a picture of Shaggy? He, Shaggy. It almost sounds like a rapper name, doesn't it? It does. Sha- Shaggy. I, I just got the play on words, and it's... It's hilarious. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Oh, my God. There it is. There he is. Shaggy. Shaggy with a lightsaber. I've got a cousin that looks just like Shaggy, and he also loves Star Wars, and uh, mm-hmm. this is hilarious to me. What's his name? Micah. He's he's. Uh, he I know Micah. I don't know your away. cousins. Yeah. He passed away. Yeah, we'll come back conversation. to that. Conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So next up, we've got yeah, ifs in the chat. Okay. Uh, Super Bomb Bad Racing was one. All right, this one isn't so much in universe as much as. It really is a wacky Wait, thing, and I, I actually oh forgot this existed. Is that Maul is a bobblehead racer? Yeah, they've got oh. almost oh my gosh, like Funko Pop-sized heads. Oh, man. Maybe, that's, and it's, maybe we can, we can thank like, Su- oh Super Bombad. We can thank Super Bombad Racing for <laughs> Funko Pops. I bet they were the inspiration. I bet right you're right. <clears throat> that, I would that play that be. for sure. I, forget KOTOR. I forgot this game. I, no, don't forget KOTOR. <laughs> Please play KOTOR instead of this. However, we could do like an episode of Legends Look Back where we just chat while playing Super Bombad Racing oh the entire gosh, time. I think that'd be, awesome. be fun. Take over. Right. Take what over was this night? on? Uh, PS2? PlayStation? <laughs> yeah, I think it's PS2. Justin in the chat says, I forced my brother to play this with me and he never forgave me. <laughs> <laughs> As Trevor said, it's like Mario Kart. Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. That's right. 
I love that. I love it. Okay, uh, and then the last thing oh that Trevor gosh. brought up for us was something that I had never heard of, but I sure did do my research. The original Marvel Years story in which Leia's heart is turned to diamond, she dies and is resurrected, and Trevor had a lot more to say than that, but honestly, there was it was too much for me. So that there is, you go. There's an lot. image. Yeah, it is. And that was the most Trevor thing that ever happened. Wow. It's like Frozen Star Wars, where there's like a frozen heart, but it's a diamond, <laughs> and then she melts it and comes back to life, and all our enemies are gone. I don't... There's some... One of the, the Russ Manning stories. All right, which of these do you want to know more about? Ooh. Callista, IG-88, Callista for Space sure. Measles, Shaggy, Super Bomb Bad Racing, or the Leia's Resurrection? Oy. I like Callista for sure. Uh, I'm I'm going to hunt down Super super Bomb Bad Racing. Like that, that changes the game for me. I've I've never played it and I'm dying to. So I, would, I, I do I do think that. I do think it'd be fun to have an episode where the entire time we're playing Super Bomb Bad Racing. <laughs> um dibs on only speaking Huttese the entire mm. episode. Poodoo. All right. <laughs> um, let's get to a few more in universe picks. Some oh, that hey. I came up with, some that Skuma Joe did. All right. Lando had a droid with tentacles who may or may not have committed genocide. It's kind Ew. of iffy oh. territory. Um, this came from the Lando Calrissian trilogy that I just finished. Okay. Finished! It's behind me! You in the rearview mirror. Did I did it. it. It took me four months, I think. Nice. Three, three books. It was a lot. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I will say that Buffy Raw is the most redeeming thing about that entire series. Very good character. Very good story surrounding him and, you know, where he came from. And it's kind of a mystery. And some people hate him and they're out to get him. And there's a bounty hunter and he's obsessed with vengeance. And I don't want to spoil it. But I'm not sure that I would recommend actually <laughs> reading this entire trilogy to, to find out the end. But it had, I'll say this much, an extremely, extremely satisfying ending. I was. I love that you both hmmed in uh, in unison there. We're you gonna both have a special bond. <laughs> we have similar yeah, Definitely. You, if we can, <laughs> next time we'll harmonize. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Rick will sing tenor. Um, all right. This there. I was listening to. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. There's a squish. I'll say a that what? much. A There's a very satisfying squish. All right. Squish I, or squish. I'll have to play the audio clip next episode or sometime soon. So a squish. Big. Squish. There's a the climax of the entire series is just a little. <laughs> that's it. That's the one entire of the tape. I'm gonna tag that right there. <laughs> I was gonna say if you are, I was gonna. <laughs> All right, let's break it down. The villain. Spoilers for the Lando Calrissian trilogy. You've right. been warned. I've been warned. The villain, Gepta. Gepta, I don't know. Is a is a a sorcerer. And he's ancient, like lived for thousands of years or something. And he's obsessed with ruining Lando Calrissian's day, as one does. Hmm. Turns out, at the end, huge. there's like all these little uh, teases throughout the series that maybe he's not human. And he shapeshifts, and he puts on costumes. Comes back around. At the very end, Lando's in this big epic battle against him. And uh, something happens, I don't remember exactly what. And he ends up revealing his true form. His robes fall off, kind of like Obi-Wan. And, but instead of there being nothing but a lightsaber, there's a frog. Like a, an amphibious creature. A frog. That, okay. that the bad guy, the sorcerer, doing oh, all these magics. 
was was a frog. And Lando just squishes him. That's how he defeats it. No, he picks him up and squeezes him. Oh, that's and savage. I was listening. Oh. I was listening to like a slightly unscrupulous YouTube rendition, uh, like a computer-generated AI reading of the Lando Calrissian trilogy. It was atrocious. And listening to this, there's very few, very few sound effects, very few sound effects in the entire thing. Sometimes like a spaceship fly over, they put that sound effect in. Or like uh, explosion, boom. That's about it. So a little bit of music here and there, very sparse. I've forgotten there were sound effects. And then it's like Lando picked him up and squished him. And then in my earbuds, I'm out cleaning the swimming pool that has frogs in it. And I'm out cleaning the swimming pool. And in my earbuds, it goes. (laughs) And I ran inside, grabbed my wife. I explained this entire thing. I was like, listen to this. I played it, and she just looks at me and goes. She was shocked, and if to me was one of the top ten greatest moments in my entire Legends reading history. And hey, okay, you're now safe, spoiler free. You're good to go. Let him know in the chat. Somebody said they wanted uh, to be warned that uh, we're safe. We're past the spoiler. All right, moving on. There it is. I told you. I wasn't going to. I got into it. There you go. All right. Thank you for saving me a trilogy too. I can. No. Just a little squish. All right. So there you go. Lando has a droid. Unscrupulous things happen. Very unscrupulous. And there's a mystery. Ah, did he do it? Did he not? Yes. Next up, speaking of squishy frogs, Rick, tell the good folks about our next in-universe pick involving Wooher the Bartender. Thank you for pronouncing that. Uh, Wooher the Bartender from the cantina blended up Greedo's corpse into a drink for Jabba. What kind of blender do you have? That's like I vitamins mean, 4.0. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's, uh, it's a cantina. I mean, it's Gentleman's Cantina, the Wookiee. smoothie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the, one of the, like, the ninjas, but like the Jedi. I don't know what the brand would be in the universe, but I'm sure it's good. These little tales, short stories, uh, tales of the tales of the most likely cantina. That's what this one's in. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a great book, and not all the stories are tens, but most of them. And this this is definitely one the Wooers the bar bartender story. You know the big ugly guy with uh-huh. the big nose and the face. We don't accept their kind yeah. in here, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's a story about how he comes to acceptance of droids. Huh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. You didn't think that story was about acceptance and inclusion? No. Ooh. All right. Facing your demons, and then he serves Jabba the Hutt Greedo's smoothie. Because like, he's like in search of it's like a mixology story. Like he's searching for the perfect cocktail to serve to Jabba the Hutt, right? The corpse. Oh. He's like, this will do it. That's where the story begins. Is the last story ends with Han killing Greedo, even though Greedo shot first. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> and Greedo, a uh, uh, wooer, is like, hmm. Bet you I could do something with this green, this green boy. You know what? Hey, there ought to be a. I bet that seems like a recipe waiting to happen. I want a Greedo. Splits him up. Rody and Rush. Yeah. Speaking of well, which, I have something to say about the cookbook later. Ask me again. Okay. Later. I forgot there was a cookbook. I have so... it. I read All right. it. New things came to light. Can I have the next one? Mm. Excellent. Good. Yes, please. Okay. So in the Jedi Academy trilogy, there's a character named Threken Horm. The character was supposed to appear again in the courtship of Princess Leia, but Dave Wolverton misspelled his name <laughs> as Hrekin Thorm. 
It was such a poor <laughs> misspelling. It was later decided upon that he should just be a new character altogether, which I stand by that choice. That's a pretty bad. It's like both names were misspelled. <laughs> This one's so funny that we actually have a literal LOL in the show we notes. We do, we do. I didn't put that there. I don't use LOL. I'm blaming Skuma Joe, but it's in here. It was a That's right. It's just no, a little. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, I think it, I think it was Joe. So Freddy. there we go. Uh, it's such a such a big misspelling. Hrek and Thorm. You know what's funny? I distinctly remember both characters, and it never once occurred to me they could be the same person. Never once. Oh, that's great. Uh, it's I not mean, every day that you meet a Hrek and well, I just I just want to be part of like the editorial meeting where like some editor is bringing this to the managing supervisor, like, "Hey, uh, is this name right?" And they're like, "I don't know." They just make Probably up those names, fine. you know. And it's faking in space. That's right. Yeah, move on. Yeah. Move along. <laughs> move along. Just like we are. Next up, uh, Boba Fett escapes the Sarlacc pit multiple times. Yeah. All right. I've heard this story, and I I got a detailed rendition of this from Joe. And, and there's even more to this that I'm not going to necessarily get into in this episode. But in Legends, there's multiple instances of Boba Fett not only escaping the Sarlacc pit, but also falling back in. <laughs> there's there's different instances of Boba Fett, like slightly different versions of, this, of the story, which to me, it's Legends, right? Uh, you can have different versions of the story. That makes sense. Like, oh, I heard it happen this way. Oh, I heard it happen this way, right? Um, so... We've got uh, we've got two different versions of the story. It, obviously, Hot Dog Boba Fett is one. Mm-hmm. Dark Empire Boba, you know, long and uh, says to Solo, uh, "Greeting Solo, the Starlight found me somewhat indigestible." <laughs> one of the greatest lines in the entire expanded universe, which was the re- re- revelation that he had survived in the new um, continuity. Then we've got Tales of the Bounty Hunters gets into it. Then the same story is retold. Also in the Bounder Hunter Wars trilogy, so that's three if you're counting, versions of the same story, right? Okay, then we've got an image of this, uh, I think. Yeah, we do. Okay, let's see if I can pull up the, the story that uh, Skuma Joe wrote for us here on exactly how this all went down. It's a little bit, it's a little bit convoluted, so buckle up, just like Boba Fett should have, <laughs> which ended up in this catastrophe. Here we go. Um, in Star Wars number 81, titled Jawas of Doom, which can we just like appreciate that title for a second? Jawas, Jawas of Doom. <laughs> Boba Fett is burped out of the Sarlacc fit onto the hot sands of Tatooine, where he is found by Jawas and brought back to their sand crawler. Meanwhile, on Tatooine, Han, running low on cash, makes a trip to the Mos Eisley Bank to withdraw some credits. He is informed by the bank teller that his account has been frozen due to the owner of the account being frozen in carbonite. <laughs> Gotta love these old Marvel comics, right? Uh, a furious Han plans to use R2 to hack into the bank computer to access his account, only to realize that R2 has been stolen by Jawas. Han and Leia ride in, out into the Dune Sea to track down the Jawa Sandcrawler. Meanwhile, inside the Jawas' rolling fortress, a scared R2 encounters Boba Fett, only to, to discover that Fett has amnesia and doesn't remember anything that's happened. Hmm. Oh, man. Han and Leia assault the Sandcrawler, with Han pulling off an Indiana Jones stunt, crashing his speeder into the crawler, leaping up onto the vehicle. Upon finding R2, this sounds great. It sounds like something you could see in like The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. right? He finds R2. Han encounters who else but Boba Fett himself. But unluckily for Han, Fett 
No, luckily for Han, Fett has no idea who he is. <laughs> Leia informs Han the Sandcrawler is headed straight for the Sarlacc pit. Boba and Han work together to escape. But right at the last moment, Fett comes to his senses, regains his memory, wants revenge, shoots Han, who was trying to help him climb out before it was too late, which caused Han to fall off the Sandcrawler before it then plummeted into the pit of Carcoon, which is kind of epic, right? A sandcrawler falling into the pit, resetting the status quo and putting Fett back in the belly of the Sarlacc. Isn't that amazing? Oh, my gosh. I can just see, like, a boomerang, like a loop of him just, like, falling into the Sarlacc pit again and again and again. And, like, that's Legends. Yeah. I love it. Mm Mm-hmm. There you go. Thank you for that uh, beautiful, beautiful retelling, (laughs) Skooma Joe. All right. And we've got one more. And this one might be the greatest of all. Hmm. It almost a good, almost worship worthy. Just how amazingly ridiculous this is. Emily, tell the good folks about Waru. Oh my goodness! Okay, so in the Crystal Star, the characters encounter a cult that worships a giant, sentient yellow cube named Waru. People bring their sick to Waru for him to heal. He has powers, but he feeds off of Force-sensitive people, as we do. In order for him to stay alive, he has to consume Force-sensitive people, mainly children. Horrifying. Mm. He tries to consume Luke, but Leia saves him at the end. Waru then returns to the the alternate dimension where where he came from. What is this? This is like a it's like a cannibalistic tesseract. Like he's just like nominon for sensitive children. What a great description! Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, what a great description. And do we have some art of it? Yeah. It's fun. I've seen what? the same art, but but C three PO is wearing a Santa hat before, so I don't know why. But there we go. Reminds That's me of Waru. Like, like a pineapple. Yeah, what is that? Like inside I, out pineapple cube or something. How is it sentient? I've heard so many things about this book. Let's just say because of the things that I've heard, I've not yet read the book. Oh, However, it's on the top of my list, I got to know more about this. <laughs> it's sitting on my bookshelf. And I will be reading it this year. Mm. And nothing can stop me, not even the Lando Calrissian trilogy. So I have now finished it. And now I'm on Callista. I'm getting to all of these crazy things right now because I've saved some of these for last. Let's move on to our next category, behind the scenes. Let's try to blaze through these as quickly as we can. We'll go one by one. Any big reactions? Let's get to it beyond that. Let's uh, let's just let's put the details out there. This is the 101, right? You've enrolled in this course. Everything you never know. Let's roll it again. Everything you never <laughs> knew you needed to know about Star Wars Legends. First and foremost, George wrote all kinds of different drafts for Star Wars before it became the Star Wars that we now know and love. In one of these early drafts, one of the names that was original to the very first draft of Star Wars was none other than Mace Windu. Mm. In one draft, and I did not go back and fact check this, from what I remember, in one of the early drafts of Star Wars, Luke Skywalker was first named Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. Which is hard to imagine, Luke, like like Mark Mark Hamill named Mace Windu, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. And it wasn't like the like the smuggler Jedi character combined into like one. Uh, like the Han Solo was yeah. a Jedi, and he was the father or the son of Luke or Darth Vader. Wow. In one of them, he's Anakin Starkiller. Yes, that's There's right. There's a that's lot right. of different versions of it. There's a comic rendition of yes. one of the early drafts, and that is called The Star Wars. The Star Wars. Ooh. I have the I have the Star Wars. We well we all we all have the Star Wars. It's all around us all the time, right? <laughs> um Yeah, anyway, it was a uh, JW Rensselaer. People loved it. It was uh well received, which is cool. I've never read it. I will one day. But first, finishing the novels. Next up, 
Yes. Jackson. Jackson. Tell us about Jackson, Rick. All right. Uh, Jackson was completely despised by George Lucas, so much so that the writer, Roy Thomas, left the book. Um, is this quote all about this? Yeah. Uh, making sure. Yeah, it is. Go go for it as best you can. All right. Check this out. Uh, who is this from? This This was from Roy Thomas recounting you know, what happened in the early days of writing that comic and then him leaving the series. Okay, gotcha. He says, Still, things quickly fell apart during the four-part solo Chewbacca story arc. There was a complaint that the story was too much like its filmic forebears. You can and skip, you know, the, the, the bad language heck, there. Maybe <laughs> it was. Then one day, Charlie phoned to tell me that George didn't like the alien green rabbit, Jackson, that I had made one of the seven, seven samurai, magnificent seven. That criticism added to the sacred cow status that Star Wars had obtained was the final straw for me. I told Charlie politely but firmly that I'd be quitting the title after number 10 and that someone else could take over the writing. I'd go back to concentrating on mags like Conan the Barbarian, whose creator Robert E. Howard had died four years earlier. I just, yeah, I, I, it's crazy to me that George was like, no, don't like the rabbit. And then he was like, if I can have my rabbit, I'm out of here. <laughs> and I think we've got an image of Freddy with the rabbit. The yeah, fact that this character has gone on to 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 have such a an enduring fame and legacy, and he's back in canon, and he's on covers, and he's uh, there were I saw multiple multiple Jackson cosplayers at Star Wars Celebration. And I'm sure some of this even is uh, to attribute to um, friend of Utini, Kevin Scott, who uh, has popularized the character and really gone to bat for him. And uh, as I said on an episode of cosmic force recently in an interview about jackson with utini he said and i directly quote i love that green rabbit <laughs> there we go yeah there it is nice. freddie with that with jackson is one of the coolest pictures ever oh, taken yeah. in the history of photography hmm. and you can you can write that on my tombstone there we go all can right I take the next three next up yeah let's talk about heir to the empire Ooh. this is like a thrawn trilogy behind the scenes stuff here wait what do you mean I think the, the next, the oh, next couple right, of points, right. at least, are about the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, so Timothy Zahn wanted to na- name the Nogari Sith, which I think is somewhat problematic. That's right. extremely wild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Instead of Sabaoth, Zahn wanted Luke to square off against a crazy cloned Obi-Wan, which Ooh. debatably would make more sense. It would make a lot Lucy more sense. Lucy Wilson. Uh, but here's, I'm sorry. Here's my, question. here's my question about that. Would he be shirtless? I mean, obviously. Because you got to have the abs. I'm I was looking for, for my... I, I've for got it. a shirt with it, the Air of the Empire cover. I couldn't find it for tonight's show. So instead, I've got Dash Rendar in all of his shoulder pad glory. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, the, the, the no greed. So Vader's known as Lord, the Dark Lord of the Sith, but we didn't know who the Sith were. Mm-hmm. So Zahn was like, uh, I'll invent the Sith. Oh. And then George... George was like, no, like, listen, okay, I've got a plan. Just chill. <laughs> and so <laughs> the, the Nogri became the Nogri instead of the Sith. And then, uh, yeah, Savayoth, he had this whole thing where uh, he was going to do the cloned Obi-Wan. And, uh, that's not what came to be. But all those behind-the-scenes notes on the Thrawn trilogy are available in the 20th anniversary edition of Heir to the Empire. Uh, either in the margins and there's even an audiobook with all of those extra tidbits 
Hmm. It's like a three-hour audiobook with with all the behind yeah, yeah. the scenes, which is was crazy. Hmm. From 2011, the 20th anniversary. Okay, uh, you've, we've, this next one's juicy. Yes, I like this one. Okay, so Lucy Wilson, who came up with a lot of the story for Shadows of the Empire, apparently based Shizor on an ex-boyfriend of hers. What? Okay. What cool. a creep. Yeah, no big deal. Glad he's an ex-boyfriend. Here's my question. Yes. Yeah, here's my question. Was he purple? And what did he smell like? Tell me more. <laughs> did he have a ponytail? Uh, did he have nails? a crime... Yeah, what was fingernails like? <laughs> that, that's the real question. Yes, there might have been some signs that you know could have helped this relationship go a different direction. Red flag. Yeah, but in in making him a villain has helped us all to see the red flags in our own relationships. Mm, so so. that'll preach, man. Touching. Won't it? Yeah. All right, Rick. You were telling me before the show <laughs> that you've read the Jedi Academy trilogy. Uh huh. Tell us, uh, tell us about the paddles from all the right. Jedi Academy trilogy. These are bonkers. So uh, when writing the Jedi Academy trilogy, Kevin J. Anderson said he was instructed, probably by George Lucas, to include force-sensing paddles, which are basically metal detectors that detect the force and people. It may have seemed goofy at the time, but in hindsight, they're reminiscent of the midichlorian blood test in the prequel trilogy. And that's what I was thinking. You know, paddles, they seem goofy, but then George went it up and did it himself, so... So it all makes sense, right? That's, that's the way the force <laughs> works, I guess. I love it. George is the boss. So creative. Yeah. Yeah. I that was a goofy plot point in those books. I'll say that much. And the uh, fact that regular stormtroopers quite... are trained on these things, like they're like, oh yeah, get close. Let me uh, let me yeah. see. Uh... <laughs> Spaddle you. The force works yeah. in mysterious ways, says Skuma Cho. Very true. <laughs> Very true. All right. Um, some more Lando factoids here. All right, in the in the hut gambit. Whoa, I almost said a different word there. In the hut gambit, Lando uses a mind control gun on Boba Fett, and we have a summary. Are you ready for this? Yes. Pages one twenty eight through one forty of the hut gambit. This is the first meeting in Legends of Land. I almost said Lan Hondo. No, Han. <laughs> Lando, those names are similar when you look at them on paper. Han, Lando, and Boba Fett. First time these three characters meet, all right? Boba Fett is hired by Tara Winza. That's the rhino who does the inappropriate things to drug-addicted people with his uh, uvulations. All right. He's a collector, Uh, so we have some sympathy for him. Correct. That's right. So Boba Fett is hired by Tara Winza to kidnap Han Solo on Nar Shaddaa. Fett jabs Han... I can't say this stuff. All you right. S- you say hun. <laughs> You're about to see why I tripped over this, all right? <laughs> Fit jabs Han right in the buttocks <laughs> with a potion from Ryloth, paralyzes the victim, and makes them unable to move unless commanded by yes. someone else. As they approach the slave one, Lando arrives and blasts Fett with a stun bolt. Mm. He finds the antidote on Boba and gives it to Han. This is the first time any of these characters have met before. <laughs> they consider killing Fett or taking him to the local bar and charging people with the chance to humiliate Fett, but they decide that would be cruel. So they just inject Fett with the same serum, instruct him to fly away, and this is slave one until the serum wears off. Wow. I, when I read the book, I was thinking like, oh, that's cool. They outsmarted Boba Fett. That's kind of goofy. Yeah. Then like you see it written this way, and you're like, you know what? Yeah. That's way goofier than I realized. Yeah. yeah. It has like a I mean, bit it of a... worked. Yeah. 
the yeah. fearsome Boba Fett, the greatest bounty hunter in the galaxy. Sounds like a date yep. rape drug, <laughs> straight up. Yeah, <laughs> it does really get uh, problematic, much like that, uh, right? It does. And moving on. Yep. Moving on. Michael P. I, I spent a lot of time this week wondering how to pronounce this. Cube? Kube? Kube McDowell. I'll go with that, yeah. Kube McDowell wanted to give Chewbacca a harem of wives in the Black Fleet crisis, but Lucas vetoed it. That would be too much. Uh, this ended up causing him to just use Chewbacca's family from the holiday oh, special. Because that was a better decision. down yeah. for Chewbacca having a harem. I think that would be hysterical. Because, I mean, he's quite Did- celibate. He's very dedicated to his monogamy. He s- spends a lot of time on uh, a lot of time on that spaceship with Han, Dead. just doing <laughs> good, good dog things. And good yeah, dog. so you know, he's just like he's a good boy. And he does the things and he works on the ship. And... Ooh, I like this one. All right, here we go. Let's talk about the New Jedi yes. Order. We've got a lot to say about the New Jedi Order. So uh, there will be a couple of these in a few minutes. We'll give a little bit more spoiler uh, warning. A couple of these will get a little spoilery, but not yet, not quite. So. Tell us, we got like five or six on the New Jedi Order. Yes. So Yuzhan Vong were named after Thai food. New Jedi oh, Order writers and editors had a meal at a French Thai restaurant in New York City called Vong. A T on the menu was from the Yunnan region. So played with the spelling to make it less Asian and more alien, ended up with Yuzhan Vong. I totally see Man. that. I can see it, but that that does not age well, man. It does not, it's does it? Say. We spent some, oh. we had some back and forth with our buddy Scuba Joe this week on some of these plot points, and we he like challenged me on a couple. Like I remembered them differently than he remembered them, and so we had to like go back and uh, I actually dug out the source material to find this specific interview to find some of these details. Mm. That one, th- there's a behind the scenes interview in the making of the New Jedi Order. Um. There's this like a whole interview with all a bunch of the authors and creatives who crafted this storytelling initiative. It is in the back of the paperback of the Unifying Force, the final book in the series. And I reread this yesterday. It's actually in there that this is how the name came up. They were at a restaurant, flipping through the menu. They're like, "What should we call the villains?" Vong. There it is. Nailed it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, for our audio listeners, Emily and Rick are just shaking their heads, yep. Yep. as if to say, uh-huh. "We have no part in this, nor do we approve this message." <laughs> yeah. All right, Emily, lead us through some more of these New Jedi Order uh, factoids. The name on this is Voxen. Yeah. So the Voxen mm. in Star by Star are loosely based on the aliens from the Alien franchise. Ha! Huh, that's exciting. They're like, from what I remember, it's been ten years. Um, they're like genetically modified, engineered. Of beasts, there like a bunch of legs and talons and teeth and slobber, and they can hunt the force, like force users. Hmm. And it's they're engineered from the the Vornskurs on Mirker from the uh, from the the Thrawn trilogy. So it's mm-hmm. like a, a callback to that, which is cool. Do they incubate like in a host body? I don't remember, but I see where you're going with that. Yeah. <laughs> Very alien. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just... Now, there's... I don't I have this name spilled out, so I'll take this next uh... one. In the same book, the Star by Star, uh, kind of the heart, the middle book of the series, um, there are droids that are invented to finally, like, hey, let's fight back against these Yuzhan Vong. They're Yuzhan Vong hunter droids. Ooh. The Yuzhan Vong hunter droids, the way they're described, is exactly like Terminators. <laughs> I mean, they like just it. look... They look like Terminators. Here's the kicker. 
they all are programmed with Lando's voice. What? Well, 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 what have we here? <laughs> what have we here? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what? So all of these fearsome... Did you say, like, imagine, like, the middle of a battle, big old fight? Uh, yeah. Terminators versus versus aliens. Legends is great, man. That's this awesome. is fun, and they're cool. They're really cool, That's and they're cool. funny because it's like they sound like Lando, and everybody's like, "This is so weird." And, is this yeah. the audio book or like the the abridged audio that sounds that way, or is it like actually written where That's it's descriptive? Yeah, I've not done the the audio books for these the abridged. They, there's only abridged ones, so, so it must be. Detailed, um, I read them all. Yeah, they're described as having been because Lando engineers them or his company that he owns because he's an entrepreneur okay entrepreneur they um entrepreneur <laughs> that's right they uh they definitely she says can you pull up that fan-made video that have lando's voice oh wait. i'm not sure i have that so that's what well, post that in the discord so oh, man. um yeah in the book they're described that way and it's kind of a funny little plot point all right Anything else in the New Jedi Order, Emily, we should talk about? Sure. So George Lucas forced its storytelling shift with the New Jedi Order to not make Anakin Solo the main character and oh. thus sealed Anakin's fate. Yeah, wait, wait. Okay, so we we'll do want to give a spoiler for okay. that one. So we do have a bit of a spoiler. Uh, a couple of spoilers here for uh, New Jedi Order for like the next five minutes. Yeah. Okay. So Sorry. the <laughs> Yeah, so that's Anakin bites it. Basically, George... George killed Anakin. There it uh, is. You heard it here. Both of them. Mm. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, so. Um, it's a little debate. It's a little debate about, like, the solo children's fate uh-huh. in Legends and, like, what role George had in it. It's a little bit nebulous, but this was one big pivot. George, and, and it makes sense, doesn't it? Like, he didn't want to have the main hero of that entire series be Anakin when he's making the prequels at the same time, right? It's a little too similar. Mm-hmm. That's that's interesting, you know, like the his, history and the 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 my case, my my brain's not working, but the setting of being written in the '90s, late '90s, and um, yeah, that, that's a good point. The name similarity between between Anakin's that's good. Yeah, and similarly, Jason was never intended to go dark, which you know is a plot mm-hmm. point. After that, um, Lucino, and this was a quote I'd never seen before, Lucino. The famous you know, author of Darth Plagueis, right? He wanted to make, and I love this quote, he wanted to make, let's see which one, Jason? Yeah, he wanted to make Jason more Qui-Gon than Qui-Gon. How does one do that? Uh, his, his, um, his personality. maybe, or like. He's, he's, in, he's introspective. Okay. And like believes in prophecy and is kind of. Um, hippie, Freddie, Freddie in the chat says longer hair. <laughs> that's right. Thicker, thicker accent. That's right. Thick. Um, okay. Very fast, very dangerous. Um, all right. Uh, what else we have here from? This is this is after New Jedi Order at this point. Are but, we done? Are we right, out of I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle this okay. one. This one's also spoilery. Okay. Uh, depending on what we do with it, the Sith name for the villain in Legacy of the Force. That's all we'll say about the villain. His name is, yeah, so you can give the spoiler. Return back from, come on. No, 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 there's another spoiler right after this, so don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> um, Darth Kytus, the name for the main villain in Legacy of the Force, was a fan-submitted name. This is insane. What? I, I, I was eager to tell you both about this. Hmm. There was a contest back in the mid-2000s. Um, there was a contest in association with StarWars.com. They created another domain called, and I kid you not, 
DarthWho.com. Heck yeah. Did you vote for and Darth fans, Tachitis? No, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't reading these books. I was collecting them at the time and waiting until I had time to read them, which I did get to them. All right. That there sounds were, like okay, man. There were eighty five hundred submissions. Okay. Ten then were narrowed down. Three were then presented to the authors to pick from. Darth Kytus, It's a, I believe, Latin for peace or something like that. Uh, I don't totally remember, but the the name came from a fan for a major expanded universe villain, which I think is really cool. That is really cool. I would like to posit that if it's Latin, then it's Caetus. But um, I could be wrong because I was like a bad student in, in Latin. But um, I did Latin too, yeah. and I'm, I'm coming up blank. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Caetus, I've always Caetus, said Caetus, and there's nothing you can do to change my mind. Um, Moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Troy Denning has talked about wanting to – so this is spoilery. You've been warned. All right. Troy, Troy Denning has talked about wanting to bring Anakin Solo back to life at the end of Legacy of the Forest. This is something I didn't know going into this episode. He said he thought that it was too sad having only one Solo kid left. Troy, you're right. Which is sad. You're right. Yeah. It is oh. sad. But they live forever in our hearts. Mm. And you don't you know have to saying? bring back every character. Make a sacrifice worth something. Mm. What they or what they death, end up doing, Rick, and I'll I'll leave it till you get there. Don't yeah, don't spoil any more than you already have, okay? What they what they end up doing with this is even more tragic. They play mm. with bringing him back to life. No. They toy with you. They toy with you. Uh. It's torture. Ow. Mm. Yeah. Hurts. All right. And we've got one last factoid here. Everything you never knew that you never Needed to, I messed it up. Mm-hmm. Everything you never knew you needed to know about the expanded universe, and here's one that I'm very eager to share. Are you ready for this? One last, one last round. Here we go. Mark Hamill himself recorded a commercial for a Legends book. For a book? He recorded a commercial for the series. For New Jedi Order, when this was such a big new storytelling initiative, mm. there and we have Ooh, the commercial. What? And we're going to talk about this commercial <gasps> right here on Legends Look Back. For the first time ever on the show, we've got the New Jedi Order commercial narrated by Mark Hamill, and let's hope our video doesn't get taken down for playing it. <laughs> I had never seen that commercial until this week, doing research for the show. I want to hear your impressions. What do you think about that commercial? Wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it's awesome that, yeah, Mark Hamill was in a commercial... And, you know, commercials have changed over the years. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he was super into the role or super not into the role. I can't decide. It looked like it was just kind of cut footage kind of put together. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I feel like the, the video of it all is a little little lazy. Uh-huh. In hindsight, like if you can go through the effort of getting Luke freaking Skywalker to come and narrate your book commercial... Could do a little bit more with the editing. However, this was 98, 99 when they made this. So that video probably took 10, 10 hours to process on somebody's mm. Mac. Um, mm-hmm. Right, the the original Macs. So, Power, Power Mac G2, <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah, whatever that means. So I was thinking like the, the see-through ones. No, no, no. Before then. Those, those are 2000s. Okay. <laughs> Show my age here. All right. Um I, I think the ending screen especially is just like you zoom out really quickly, whoop, yeah. and then it's like we we'll just put the book up on the screen, a little bit of text. That's it. That's everything you need to know. It could have done a lot more, but cool, very cool. And I think you know he's such a great voice actor. It's yeah. also rad. There's like a TV commercial that is really with cool. Mark right. Hamill. All right, hear me for out. For a Legends hear me out. book. 
hear me out. Do we have? I don't have a Ninja Day order book handy, or do I? Anyway, I want, I want the the trailer. This is my fan edit. Okay, starts with a wide shot of Luke on a cover, maybe, or just Luke. And then the whole time he's talking, it just zooms closer to his eyes <laughs> sure. and just gets all the way in where it's like you see the pupil and then it like turns into, I don't know, a fire, I don't know, lightsaber. Or you zoom, you out, zoom out and it's the Yuzhan <gasps> Yeah, oh. then, there it is. But zoom out a little slower than that instead of the... Yeah. It's just... <laughs> It is so. That's it. And that's, that's everything it. you never knew you needed to know about the expanded universe. If you have more, everybody, uh, please feel free to throw them in the Legends Look Back Discord channel or contact us on Twitter and let us know there. Uh, I want to give a huge thank you to both Trevor for, and Skuma Joe for their help as our research assistants for this episode. We could not have done it without you, or maybe we could have, but it wouldn't have been as much fun. So if there's that. Coming up next in the world of Utini, yeah, everybody give a little round of applause for our buddies there. Uh, coming up next next Monday on the Living Force, uh, they are revisiting the rise of Skywalker in in hindsight, having read Shadow of the Sith. So very excited for that. Uh, they've got Cosmic Force on a Wednesday, and then the next episode of Legends Look Back next week is Back to School with Legends Look Back because it's that time of year. Little kiddos scurrying back to school. Rick's not putting them in the, in the bus this year. They got to walk to school. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no animals will uh, be kids. In the beginning Bye. of this school year. Oh. Yeah, no animals will be harmed <laughs> in the making of this episode. Oh. <laughs> no, no. I wasn't going to say it. Keep your pets on a leash, people. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so back to school episode, we're going to talk about all about what it must have been like to train at Luke Skywalker's Jedi Academy. We're going to talk about the mm. uh, the what it must have been like and uh, who the best students are and yeah, all that good stuff. So very fun. Then the next, I've got a oh come on autocorrect. The next uh, roundtable we're gonna do here on <laughs> Legends <laughs> Look Back is not the Krypton Trap, but the crypt not the, the Crypto Crytos. Trap. That's different <laughs> too. <laughs> the no Crypto Trap or Kal-El, your choice. <laughs> crypto. If you want to learn more. The show notes literally say the Crypto they Trap do. right they now. Do. The Krytos. Uh, trap. The Kratos trap is going to be our next, but we've got two weeks before we're going to tackle that one. I've got to start it. That's for sure. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us here for Legends Look Back. Thanks to our incredible patrons, especially for your support. Uh, we're loving making this show. 101 episodes in, and we are glad that you are here along for the ride with us, especially you want to thank our Jedi High Council. Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander, and the Alliance High Command, Elizabeth Cloutier, Sally, and Chris Eilerson as well. Remember, everybody, to sub to the channel here on YouTube. Leave us a review in your podcast platform of choice. Or, of course, you can uh, get your thoughts read on the show. You get a crazier, wackier effect about the expanded universe that we didn't get to this episode. We got to hear it. We're not going to keep going with another episode until we hear it. So let us know. LegendsLookBack at Utini.com. You can send us a message in the Legends Look Back Discord channel and leave a comment on this episode on YouTube. Or you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Jared Q. Mays. Freddie, uh, may, uh, may he recover quickly and be back with us very soon. That's very ominous. I didn't say what was going on. Come uh, on, Freddie. Wake up, Freddie. <laughs> wake yeah, up. wake up, Freddie. Uh, over there on Twitter. Uh, Rick is... Weird. Uh, Rick underscore Grace. <laughs> and Emily... Is at Darth Cannot speak. <laughs> if you're looking to buy some of these books, 
such as some of the crazy ones we talked about this episode, the the Crystal Star, especially. Mm. I'm feeling like we're going to have to read that one and oh, talk about sure. it. We're going to learn about Waru. We don't know nearly enough about Waru. <laughs> you can go on over to uteen.com, click the Amazon link in the profile. You can get your own copy. And then after you have read the book, you can leave us a review and let us know everything that you ever thought about Waru. But uh, keep it respectful or he'll eat your children. Uh, so let us know what you think after you've read the book. But remember... As you do so, keep the Uteni fan code and be a force for positivity in the fandom. May the force be with you. This is a Uteni broadcast.